The game is over when the horn sounds. The analysis ends when you say it does. This is Overtime Open Line. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by the Butcher Shop at Friesen Brothers. And now, the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on the official voice of your Edmonton Oilers. 630 chance. Well, we've seen this one play out this way before, haven't we? The Edmonton Oilers lose 5-3 to the Florida Panthers. They don't play well enough when it comes to making smart decisions or covering up mistakes. Their goalie doesn't give them as many saves as the other guy, though Calvin Pickard and his defense up from the farm made some pretty good saves tonight. And we keep saying this. It still sounds weird to say that their power play uh, falls flat when they need it the most. Down a goal in the third period, the Oilers had two power plays, including one in the final eight minutes. And then, obviously, they had a man advantage when they pulled the goalie and uh, didn't really get a great scoring opportunity off any of those. So it adds up to another loss for the Oilers. So now they're 5-11-1 on the season. They've lost two in a row since having that three-game win streak. Their uh, road record is quite poor at 2-7. And, and they have played, They have 11 points in 18 games this season. That is a 3.06 points percentage. Reed Wilkins, Rob Brown with you for Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. McDavid does score twice, got a penalty shot goal. Um, well, here's another little trend, I guess. Well, it's only two games old. 2 nothing lead. Early, well, not early in the game. Well, yeah, actually, when was it? It was uh, 8.31 the other night for the other afternoon. It was nine minutes into the game tonight. You lose both. As a matter of fact, uh, <laughs> you know, tonight by the end of the first period, you've lost the lead. And it was uh, 2-1 after one against Tampa Bay. So just, a, again, a lot of things just going wrong for the Oilers, Rob, and a lot of them of their own making here. Uh, they are. Uh, we talked about bad bounces or bad breaks that have been affecting the Oilers, and, and Bob referenced it tonight, uh, the stand, stepping on the stick, the one hitting the back of Hyman's butt. But those plays, they were bad luck, but they were created by poor decisions or bad plays or, or bad reads by Oilers players before that. Uh, the one where Broberg steps on a stip, stick, Evander Kane has a one-on-four, doesn't get the puck in deep, turns it over, comes back the other way, an odd man break, and Bouchard, or excuse me, Broder, <laughs> Broberg steps on a stick. But that should have been in deep, and there's no problem. The one where the puck hits Hyman going out, first Bouchard has the puck, uh, gets pushed off the puck, creates a scoring chance, Hyman has to block a shot, breaks his stick. Ekholm tries getting it out, hits Hyman, who's going off the ice, stays in, and the goal the goal scorer. Um, uh, that Mik- one was Mikola. Mikola. Yeah. Mikola. He and Connor McDavid are standing side by side in the neutral zone. Puck gets turned over. Mikola jumps towards the net. Connor McDavid goes for the skate the opposite way, and that's the guy that scores. So yes, there have been some bad bounce and bounces and bad breaks in these games, but there was a number of events that led up to these bad bounces and bad breaks where the Oilers made the wrong choice or, or, or did the wrong thing. Um, they play hard enough to win these games. They, the, the work ethic is there. But sometimes they play hard and they don't play as smart. And when you don't play as smart and you play against good teams, they make you pay. At the end of the night, you can't say, I don't know if you can say the Florida Panthers worked harder, but they worked smarter. Mm-hmm. And again, goaltending and specialty teams, which lost the game for the Oilers in Tampa Bay, 
again tonight, um, Bobrovsky was better in net, and the Oilers' power play didn't capitalize in big moments when it needed to. Well, which remains to be uh, a bit confounding in the power play discussion for Conlon Motorsports. They'll help get you out there. Visit one of Conlon Motorsports' four locations across Alberta or online at conlonmotorsports.ca. Oilers 0 for 3 tonight, and we'll get uh, more on that after we hear from head coach Chris Knobloch. Still like the start. Um, what did you kind of uh, like about the way you got going and, and started to control the game early on? You know, I thought the execution was good. I thought we passed the puck and um, took the puck to the net. Um, the penalties kind of took away our mo- momentum. They, um, you know, obviously scored a power play goal, make it 2-1 and another one. Um, but, um, you know, I think there was times where we looked like the better team and obviously they, they looked like they were better at other times. But we just have to string uh, 60 minutes together. Your team has, has lost five leads in the last two games. You seem unable to defend when it comes time to defend. What what do you think you're missing? Um, no, confidence. Just playing the right way and uh, not cheating the game. Um, you know, I think we just here we're up two nothing. They need to open up and they need to change the way they're playing. Uh, to get some opportunities, and um, we should be able to take advantage of that. But um, unfortunately, I think we were given uh, them the opportunities. You were up two nothing. You looked like you had Florida a little bit on their heels. Um, you get that penalty there on Vander. Uh, did that kind of change things? Carter Verhage scores right there. Uh, absolutely, two nothing, and you know they score, and I'm sure the guys are thinking, "Oh, here we are, here we go again." But um, you know. We should have been happy with the lead, a 2-1 in that moment. And, um, yeah, we just have to, whatever happens, put it behind us and uh, just worry about uh, our next shift. Chris, uh, puck luck is a very interesting thing. I mean, when you look at the second and third goals against tonight, super unlucky. What does that kind of demonstrate to you in terms of where this team is in terms of earning that puck luck? Well, yeah, you... um, you have to do things right to get the luck, and over the course of um, a season or a stretch, um, hopefully it works out um, that you you get your breaks as long as you're you're working for them. And you know, I think about the night before in Tampa, you know, puck luck. Uh, Cody Cece rips that shot off the crossbar. It's an eighth of an inch lower. It's a tie game, and we have the momentum going forward. And it doesn't go in um, tonight. I think there were some opportunities where we could have scored. A, you know, I think the one that was on the goal line that kind of bounced between uh, Bobrovsky's pads didn't quite cross the goal line. Um, you know, the, uh, I think Hamlin had a really good chance there, just didn't quite go in. Uh, but um, I think we had enough chances to win. We just have to um, limit the opportunities the opposition gets. Based on the conversations with your players and yourself, it certainly doesn't come down to effort. So does frustration kind of set in when you're not getting these bounces coming your way? when it's not due to a lack of effort? Um, a little bit of frustration, but also everyone working together. Um, the effort's been great. I'm no no uh, no questions about that. Uh, but when you're frustrated, you often aren't thinking clearly with a clear mind, and often um, you forget an assignment or you work too hard, you over-back check and you open up the slot. Um, yeah, those kind of things where we need to just step back and... Um, just make the right place. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Chris. All right, that is Oilers head coach Chris Knobloch 
At the mic for Eclipse Restoration, name one of Western Canada's best restoration contractors three years in a row. Call 780-250-HELP or visit Eclipse247.ca. Panthers beat the Oilers 5-3. Rob, talking about the power plays, 0 for 3 today, 0 for 5 last game, uh, 0 for 3 the previous game, which they won. But, you know, that's an 0 for 11 stretch. And again, in moments, coming up empty in moments that could extend a lead, break a tie, tie a game like the last couple of games. And we noted it watching the game. I mean, they got a power play with 7.38 left. Had the puck, mm-hmm. didn't have a good scoring chance. Yeah, it's becoming too common right now. I mean, this is, you know, we're how many games? 17 games into the season now. So 18 games ago, this was the best power play that's ever existed. You know, this season, or this team last year finished the season with an historic power play. Same group of guys. Um, Every time there was a big moment in a hockey game last year, and actually the last couple years, the Oilers' power play capitalized. And a lot of the times, it capitalized quickly. You know, they wouldn't even need 30 seconds, and all of a sudden, their power play would have either tied or extended or taken the lead. Uh, Now, as you said, uh, they're not getting looks. They're not getting chances. Now, there's two things on it. One is confidence. Uh, when you're struggling in different parts of your game, it, it bleeds over into all of your game. And two, anything that's successful in the National Hockey League over the course of the summer, all the opposition coaches are going to dissect it and see, A, how can we stop it? Whether it's a forecheck that Vegas had or a defensive zone that Florida had or how is Boston so successful, five, five, whatever it was, it's all the coaches' job around the National Hockey League to figure out what makes a team successful, how can we co- or how can we cop it, or how can we defend it better. So the Oilers' power play, everyone has seen, okay, here's where their three biggest tendencies are. Let's try to take those away and force them to improvise, force them to find something new. Now it's on the Oilers to tweak it. Uh, you're not seeing the wide open back doors that we've seen in the past. Teams are doing a much better job. They're sinking in. They're saying, all right, we're going to give you that long bomb from the blue line and hope that it hits us, but you're not getting the easy tap-ins anymore. Uh, So now it's up to the Oilers' offensive players and their coaching staff to figure out a way to get it going in the right direction again because the Oilers are not a good enough team five-on-five to be able to win hockey games if they don't have a good power play. And that's what we're seeing over the last little while. Yeah, 5-3, the Panthers win it. So uh, they go to 12-5-1. The Oilers are 5-11-1. Yes, I realize American Thanksgiving is Thursday. Yes, I realize that if you uh, a team is not in the playoffs by American Thanksgiving, they usually don't get in. I mean, it's it's usually 13 or 14 of the 16 playoff teams on American Thanksgiving are the playoff teams when the playoffs actually start. So, you, so you're dealing with percentages. Uh, I, again, I've just been doing that. Every, every game we've done, Rob, especially after they lost, we've gotten, well, they're not going to make it, or I still believe they're going to make it. I'm going to just politely say don't waste your time with that tonight. Mm-hmm. I'll just give you the math. Uh, pick a number that you think is going to be enough to make the playoffs and see how many points the Oilers need to get there. I've been using 95 points as a threshold. So the Oilers would have to play 646 hockey the rest of the way. So, again, that's almost two-thirds of your points, which is tough. Now, if they beat Carolina, then they actually would have won four of their last six games, <laughs> which would which would be two. Th- but, but, I mean, again, right now they're playing 306 hockey. 
Well, I mean, the the it's one thing to look at how far they are out of a playoff spot, and that and you can do that. I think it's but, only seven points. Oddly enough, it feels okay. like it would be more. But here's here that's 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 not the hard part for no. the Oilers right now. The hard part for the Oilers is the fact they have to hop over all of those teams. Yeah. So every right now, there's I think a whole bunch of teams that are real close that are in the uh, eight nine seven eight nine tenth spot. Yeah. So you know what the Oilers will win, and then. Two of those teams will lose and you'll gain two on them, but the other two will win, so you gain nothing. And then when the Oilers lose, three of those four teams that are ahead of them, they all win, and now all of a sudden they all jump up. So to me, the biggest thing isn't the amount of points behind, not yet anyways. The biggest thing is the fact that they're behind all of those teams. Like tonight, right now, the Calgary Flames, Seattle Kraken are playing each other. Both teams are ahead of the Oilers in the standings. Both on the outside looking in, but still both fighting for playoff spots. Tonight, one of those teams is going to gain two points on the Oilers. Automatically, yep. one of these teams is going to gain two points. And possibly, both teams could gain points on the Edmonton Oilers tonight. That's why it gets hard for the Edmonton Oilers the longer this goes, is they just have so many teams between them and a playoff spot. Now, uh, they are, as you said, they beat Carolina. That's four to six. They win the following game. That's five out of seven. That's a nice little streak going. But they still got to do that first. Yeah, right it's now, like I've been saying, it's going to take, if they get in, it's going to take virtually the whole year. Yep. By the way, I made their points percentage is 324, not 306. Oh, that's still, still pretty bad. <laughs> but well, I mean, we we've all been watching the games. We we know how it's been uh, it's been going. Five three, the Panthers win tonight uh, again. The Oilers were up two nothing early for Hagee and Mikola tied it before the end of the first. McDavid on a penalty shot after he was hauled down on a four on four breakaway, but Mikola scored again just uh, a minute eight later to make it three three. Stendlin scored with six eighteen left in the second period, and then there was no scoring until uh, Bennett got an empty netter with forty two point six seconds left. It's a three hundred dollar donation to six thirty Chet Santa's Anonymous from James H Brown Injury Lawyers. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. They're filling the net with a hundred bucks for every Oilers goal all season long. All right, back to Sunrise, Florida. Here's Oilers captain Connor McDavid. Connor, your team storms out to another 2-0 lead in the opening nine minutes. What, what do you think is misfiring in terms of holding on to that lead? Um, I don't know. Um, you know, the PKs obviously struggled all year, um, you know, for a number of different reasons. And, um, you know, if we can find a way to get a kill and keep it 2-0, you know, we'll get to find our game back again. But... Um, you know, the momentum seems to turn with that one. And obviously, we end up uh, tied 2-2 after one. What's the hardest thing? Like, like defensively, you guys are struggling. Offensively, you, know, you got a couple tonight, but the power play's struggling. Like, are you better off to try to win this thing 4-1 or try to win it 7-5? You love this question, but um, I've answered it so many times. We're trying to keep the puck out of our net, obviously. Um, that's our main focus, and obviously we haven't done that, again, for a number of different reasons. Um, so um, we're always trying to uh, defend. Um, yeah. When teams are rolling, it seems like they get the puck luck that they need. I mean, you look at the second and third goals against just unbelievably lucky plays. Is that just kind of demonstrating where this team is at right now? Uh, yeah, I mean... I'm, yeah, you can call it luck, but, uh, you know, obviously, uh, you know, those are hockey goals, and we got to find a way to score a few ourselves. Do you, do you, you know, you've got some leads. You guys have played a lot of playoff games. You've got kind of experienced team. Does it, does it, is it hard to figure out where the resiliency is gone? Why, you know, you can't hang on to a lead. You can't 
grind it well, out. There's lots of fight. You know, I don't think the resiliency is gone. I think uh, you're seeing lots of fight. Um, I thought tonight was an emotional game. Um, you know, could have gone either way again. Um, you know, obviously we find ourselves on the wrong side, and like, like everyone keeps saying, we're in the business of winning, and we got to find a way to win. Well, and, and I'm glad he answered that question that way about the luck because the Oilers are not 5-11-1 because of because they're unlucky or because of bad bounces. Uh, I mean, ho- I mean, hockey's a, a crazy game. There's a little little black disc on a frozen surface with a bunch of big men skating as fast as they can. Yes, of course there are weird bounces, yep. l- lucky goals for sure, but. Uh, I mean, you also, uh, I think a, sometimes, Rob, maybe a lot of times a goal that you might say was a bounce or good luck, it's something else that's paying. Uh, the, the other, and we talked about this goal, but Hyman got the hat trick against Seattle. The point shot hits him inside the thigh. Mm-hmm. He turns, the puck drops right in front of him, and he bats it into an empty net. Is Zach Hyman lucky? Or, or, has, that, right or, or has Zach Hyman been in the right spot a lot this year? which I think he has, yep. and that one just happened to fall on his stick. He's usually in front of the net. And hockey's a goal where even the best shooters are stopped on 85 to 90% of their shots. Right? Well, so, you know, there's, it's, the Oilers, they, they aren't losing because they're unlucky. No. no it, well, and in this game tonight, how many times was the puck behind Picard where it just sat there on the goal line and the Panthers were just not able to get a hold of it. it was so the others got lucky right there a number of times or it could have been more goals against uh, luck usually equals out and the team that usually gets the most good bounces is the team that's playing better in the game the ones that's making better choices it's in better spots all across the ice all around the ice and the Oilers again they make those big mistakes that uh, create easier opportunities for the opposition. Uh, Florida has got a good team. They don't need help from the Oilers of turnovers, of poor decisions, of miscommunication. The Florida is going to create things on their own because they are good. Uh, but when you start making the big mistakes and helping them out, it just makes it that much harder. Great example in the four-on-four, before Connor McDavid got the, the penalty shot, he had a breakaway. The breakaway was because a poor decision on the part of Sam Reinhart has the puck in the offensive zone and tries beating someone one-on-two. Puck gets turned over, breakaway going the other way. That was a good break for Connor McDavid because of a poor choice by Sam Reinhardt. So both teams do it. The Oilers just seem to be doing it more often. Yep. And then they have not been bailed out as often by their goaltenders. And in tonight, Bobrovsky bailed the Florida Panthers out a few times when needed. But at the end of the night, to me, the, the team that was the better team throughout the game was the team that won the game. I thought Florida was the better of the two teams. Didn't work harder but I thought they played smarter. Uh, and, I mean, and Evander Kane gets a goal in 13 and a half minutes, has five shots on goal. Now, again, little details. You're down a goal in the third period. So, I mean, Evander Kane probably put away three of those 10 minutes, three and a half, yeah. and he takes the misconduct. I mean, you need him on the ice trying to score. He's, power. Already, he's already scored one. You're down a goal in a hockey game. You get a couple power plays, and he's sitting in the penalty box. In the first period, he took two penalties. Uh, the one against Kachuk, that's a silly penalty you can't take. Kachuk is waiting, waiting for you to do something dumb against him. And he, it wasn't much, but it was enough to call get the penalty against you. So there goes Kane to the, the box. Kane on a back check. 
He's going beside Ekblai. He stops moving his feet, and he gives three or four kind of little teeny pulls in the stomach. Again, not much, but everyone knows in the National Hockey League, when you put your stick vertical, or excuse me, horizontal, yep. you, you're going to get a call against you. So there's two penalties. And now he was sat for a shift. And then the third period, this Abruja is on the ice. Kane's not even on the ice. So I don't know if he said it something to the opposition player or if he said something to the referee, but Evander Kane has been one of the most consistent Oilers for the last 10 games. He is a guy that can... I mean, he's got seven goals on the season, which is second. So he's second on the team in goals. The Oilers' second leading goal scorer on a team that has struggled to score goals sat for 10 minutes in the third period for no reason. Just because you, you, you said or did something that you didn't need to say or do. Now all of a sudden you're trying to catch up in this hockey game and your second leading goal scorer is not on the ice. So now the Oilers, every second shift, they got Connor and Leon in one shift, the next shift doesn't have Evander Kane on it. So Evander Kane hurt his team that way. All right, Panthers win 5-3. We'll get more post-game reaction and a little bit from you as well. This is Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by the Butcher Shop at Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line on the official voice of your Edmonton Oilers. 6.30 chance. Now to Montour, in over the line to Lowe's Storinen. He'll roll it on goal, and the save made by Pickard. Everybody gathers right in front of the Oiler net. All right, Calvin Pickard starting a game in the NHL. Actually, didn't start that game. Playing in the NHL for the first time since March 27th, 2022. He came on in relief playing for Detroit that game against Pittsburgh. That's his save of the game for Crystal Glass. Call 310-GLASS or visit crystalglass.ca. Pickard with 28 saves, but Brofsky also made 28 saves. Panthers beat the Oilers 5-3. What do you think of Pickard's game? Uh, I, I thought he looked fine. Um, I thought he made some big saves. Uh, the one that we just talked about, Mikola, it went through him. Um, I mean, <laughs> he's a guy that was just brought in to be a depth player uh, and was put in a tough situation of not playing in 16 days. And they they need him not only to, to play, but they need him to go out there and get him a win because the way the team started this season, uh, I thought he was fine. Uh, but again, uh, I don't think the team played well defensively in front of him to the point where he let in uh, four goals or five goals, I guess it was. And was it how many did he four, let? Empty four goals. Four goals. Fifth, he yeah. let four goals in and made a number of big saves in this hockey game. Um, it just... It, it doesn't matter who's playing in net for you. You've got to give them a little bit more support defensively. But I thought Pickard was fine. Um, I, I was a little surprised. I knew that he had to play soon. To me, looking at the other schedule, I thought he might play Wednesday instead, just simply because if Skinner goes Wednesday, Friday, that's a short turnaround because it's a 1 o'clock game on Friday. Right. So I thought, okay, well, if they give play Skinner tonight, then he gets Wednesday off. It's a longer break, more rest for him. But... Um, the goalie coach and the coaching staff know more than I do, but I imagine you're going to see Skinner the next two, and and we'll wait and see. But I, I do believe that Pickard played well enough that you can feel comfortable knowing that you're going to have to put him in again sometime soon because uh, Stuart Skinner can't be playing nine, ten games in a row. 
5-3, Panthers take it. Whenever the Oilers score five or more in a game, we turn on the Japanese Village Goal Light on 630Ched.com. Allows you to print up a coupon for a free appetizer at Japanese Village. Now open for lunch at Edmonton South and West Edmonton Mall. An afternoon celebration for the senses. Visit jvedmonton.ca. All right, 780-496-0063 is how you get in touch. The hotline presented by CertainTeed, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling system. CertainTeed Pro all the way. We have Sean calling in tonight. Hi, Sean. Go ahead. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Um, you know, love the Oilers. Always will love the Oilers. You know, uh, just when they had that 2 nothing lead tonight, I just kind of had a bad feeling that Florida's just going to come back and win that game. I mean, this season, the way it's gone, I mean, this season is toast. I mean, I hate to say it, but just the reality of it, ever since that 8-1 shellacking at the hands of the Canucks, the opening night, it's just been on the rails since then. I don't, I mean, look, we, you talked about it earlier about, you know, how to get back in the playoff chase. We basically got to play at a 106-point pace, even with our two best players on the ice. It's just not realistic. Uh, you know, obviously it's not impossible, but just the way with three-point games now in the NHL, with, like, teams trading points, going loser points, it's just hard to get back into it. At some point, you know, we're going to have to look at and be sellers at the deadline. I know it's still early, uh, technically, but just reality of it, it's just, uh, I mean, we need so much help on the back end and the goaltending and stuff, and just our 5-on-5 game, like you guys alluded to, it just hasn't been good. Um, I really don't know what to say at this point, you know. I just, it just The season's toast. Yeah, that's the reality of it. Yeah, okay. Thanks, Sean. Yeah, sorry you're down about it. Uh, 5-3, the Panthers uh, win it tonight over the Edmonton Oilers. We also have Fred checking in this evening. Hey, Fred, go ahead. Hey, boys. Uh, the power play, it's gone stagnant. Why don't they put Ekholm instead of Bouchard, but try Bouchard on the second power play unit? Uh, Ek- Bouchard's not the problem on their power play. And Ekholm's, they're never going to, he's not a power play guy. If they put someone he's else. He's on the second unit. Yeah, but if but. they're going to put someone else on your first unit, it's going to be Darnell Nurse. As you saw tonight when Bouchard uh, was in the penalty box, Nurse is the guy that's going to come out. Ekholm's never going to be on your first power play unit. That's not his game. He wasn't in Nashville either. Uh, Bouchard, uh, I mean, Bouchard isn't, he, he, that's not the issue with the power play. Um, there's a lot of issues. That's not, that's not the one, but that's not something that's going to happen. Well, but they got to do something. Yep, they do. I, I mean, know. do they split the two units up? Well, there's, there's or, two. Sorry, split the main unit up? Well, there's two, two options that the, the Oilers have right now. One is you make some changes to your first unit. And it could be changes that last for one game, two games, whatever it takes. Or the other option is you send a message. The next game, first power play, you throw out your second unit. And then the second power play, you throw out your second unit. And show that there's consequences. There's, uh, you need to uh, be better. And the Oilers power play, the, again, I, I reiterate, the Oilers are not good enough five on five to have an average power play and win hockey games. So their power play has to get better. So either you change it up and you can go with two different units. Now, again, anytime you change something, it doesn't mean you're changing it for good. Right. And they will eventually get back. But you're right. It is, it's gone cold. And, uh, and the PK's bottom five in the league, too. And, again, specialty teams and goaltending. They are the two biggest things in determining who wins and loses hockey games in the last two hockey games the Oilers were second best in both those categories yeah that's a good point Derek Ryan was the subject of set the line tonight for River Creek Resort and Casino excitement bet on it 
John took the under of Ryan getting .5 goals. Mm-hmm. He's had a couple good games in Florida the last two years, so John gets the $50 River Cree Resort and Casino gift card. Having said that, he did have a really nice play to set up. Did he not set up the one goal? Or was it a great He did have an assist, yes. He set up the one goal, so he needed a goal, but he did make a nice play to create some offense. And Derek Ryan with an assist and going plus one in 11 and a half minutes tonight is the fourth star for Jandell Holmes, Alberta's premier modular home retailer. The three stars, Mikula, McDavid, and Stenland in a 5-3 win for the Panthers. All right, Jacob's on the Certainty Hotline. Go ahead, Jacob. Hey, guys. uh, First time calling. I really love the show. Um... You know, I'm trying to keep hope for this team right now. It's tough. I mean, very unlucky play. Broberg trips over the stick. If that doesn't happen, maybe we're looking at a tie game. Um, I have a question for Rob. Mm -hmm. I'm wondering how accountability is handled in the locker room. Let's say bad defensive play from one or multiple players. How is that handled in the locker room, and how are the guys talking to each other and, you know, discussing that privately? I'll I'll hang up and listen to your answer. Thanks, guys. Um, Great question. Now, I don't know how it's handled in the Oilers' locker room. Um, I know that on teams that I've been on, players are not afraid to step up and say something, and they need to. Leaders will stand up and say something. And in good dressing rooms, everybody has the ability to stand up and say something. Now, to be able to stand up and say, hey, you got to do a better job doing this, then you yourself better be doing right. that already. It's hard It's hard for someone to say, hey, you got to be better, you got to pick up your man uh, on the back check when three times... In the last game, you didn't do it either. As for accountability with the coaching staff, I mean, that is the biggest thing. The only thing nowadays in the National Hockey League, because guys aren't getting sent to the minors rarely. I mean, Jack Campbell, that's an aberration. It doesn't happen. So it's ice time. Uh, Tonight, uh, Evander Kane missed a shift or two because of two penalties in the first period. Now, he then took a period one in the third period, too, that cost his team. Uh, You have to have accountability. There's got to be a standard of what you're all expected to play. Every player on the team must be expected to play a certain way. And if not, then it's up to the coach to make sure that player knows that this is unacceptable. And because of that, we're going to make sure that uh, you sit here on the bench for a little bit and think about what you can do better. But there has to be accountability. And it has to be top to bottom because if it's not, you're not holding everyone to the same standard, it's really hard as a coach to say to a player, hey, you didn't do this when you're like, well, that guy didn't either. Right. So why is it just me? So there needs to be accountability. And for the Edmonton Oilers right now, there has been a lot of plays this year that have been repeated over and over and over and they've cost a lot there's a lot of points in the standings so uh it's a new coaching staff i I trust the accountability will be eventually um taken a look at and hopefully going forward that players will realize what you can and can't do if you want to be part of the edmonton oilers and get ice time okay five three the panthers win here is oilers defenseman matthias ekholm Another 2 nothing lead, which is your starts have been good, but you guys seem to lack the ability to grind out a lead, right, to, to make it last. What do you think it is? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know what it is. If I knew, I would obviously speak up and try to change it, but bottom line is we're, we were fine those three games that we actually won, and then we get on the road, and, and as you're saying, like we're scoring four goals on the road to 
in, in Tampa and, and, and we score enough goals here too, we just got to limit, limit the chances and, and limit the goals ultimately against. And then it just seems to be no excuses. I mean, it's on us for sure. We got to play better defense, but it's like Broby steps on a stick. I try to clear it. It hits behind its back. It's just, we just need to area. I mean, stay on the right side, try to not, I guess, make the, the home run plays and, and always try to have a third guy back. And it's all these details and it's all these, I mean, everybody knows it. It's just right now we make a mistake defensively and it ends up in the back of our net. And that's something we need to change because right now the scoring has not been the problem. Mm-hmm. Defensive system, defensive zone play, it's its not, there was a time earlier this year, maybe it looked a little calmer. It doesn't look that calm right now. Are guys trying to do each other's jobs or what do you think is going on back there? Yeah, I mean, obviously we have a new coach as well, right? And he wants to implement what, what he believes in and, and we're trying to adjust and not to, to put that as an excuse, but I think it's a work in progress and it's something that when it is a work in progress, maybe, especially when you're saying we, we've had some good starts, we've gotten up. Maybe it's time for them to go through five guys. Maybe we can area, err on the uh, on the air of caution, right, and, and and not try to score that third one just right there, and just let it go five. Let it go ten minutes without them getting anything. Have to go through five guys of us. Obviously, they can score anyways, but right now I feel like we maybe give their give goals up a little bit too easy, and they don't really have to fight and crawl back in a game. It's kind of just come right back to 2-2, right? So that's on us. That's something we need to be better at and, and, and realize as a group. Don't you think your goalie tonight, you know, somewhat difficult circumstances, hasn't played in the NHL for a while, but he seemed very solid. I agree. I thought he seemed very calm back there. I th- again, I think we could have played better in front of him. I think he made some really key saves in the third to keep us in the game. Um, so, yeah, nothing but praise for him. Obviously, I know it's a tough situation coming. haven't played in, in the league for a while, and I thought he looked, uh, again, very calm, um, did everything he could. So uh, I thought he played really well. Matthias, what's it going to take for this team to recalibrate mentally? I mean, it's it's. We all see it. I think we all feel it. What what we need to do. It's just a matter of going out and executing. And um, again, it's a work in progress. We have a lot of games left, but um, obviously the runway is 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 getting shorter and shorter every day. So um, it's it's on us to. I mean, we are on the road right now. We will definitely have meetings and um, trying to adjust and, and and just kind of realize that you don't have to win the game five one six one every night. Sometimes maybe you just have to grind out a two nothing early lead to. To, to just stay on top but um, right now um, obviously it seems like every mistake goes in the back of our net so that's something we'll, we'll have to, to bear down a little bit more on. This, I know you weren't here the whole time but this team's won like 99 regular season games the last two years. They've played five playoff games. They've played a lot of hard, tough, grinding hockey and it doesn't look to watch today's team that they've got any of that left you don't see a team that grinds you don't see a team that shuts down you don't see a team that plays that all the things i learned over the last two years i don't see it do you i mean again it's hard for me to hard for me to compare i can compare with the last 25 games was last year and obviously i thought we were um harder to play against in those 25 games and obviously that showed up in the win column too we went um we won a lot of hockey games so again that's a realization we have to do as a group knowing that it's not always about what you get, it's what you leave out there. And, and now, right now, we're leaving a little bit too much for, for my liking, for our liking, and for us as a team to get wins. And um, that's something that we uh, ultimately have to fix. 
Thank you. Okay, that is Matthias Ekholm after the Oilers fall 5-3 on the road against the Florida Panthers. Ekholm tonight uh, took a penalty, played 18-37, couple hits, a shot on goal, a couple of blocked shots for the Viking, who is uh, always, always well-spoken, but I think also is sort of uh, befuddled as a lot of other people about the record of only having five wins in 17 games. Well, he made some points and he kind of uh, reiterated things that we were just talking about. He said that at times he make the Oilers make it easy for the opposition to create scoring chances. That's what we've been talking about for the last number of games where these teams don't have to earn their chances because it's a big mistake or it's a giveaway. He talked about being on the proper side defensively. And, and we saw that a number of times tonight where the Oilers are going for those long stretch passes. And when there's a turnover, now they're at a position, now they're chasing. Um, and the willingness to do that. And I think right now, he came from a, a very staunch defensive team. They didn't have the scoring ability that the Oilers have. And he knows that to, for this team to take the next step, it's got to be able to win 2-1. 3-1, 3-2 hockey games. But every every game you have to score four or five goals to, to win, that's just putting too much stress on you. So I don't think there's anything that we're saying or the fans are saying that the others don't already know just about going out and executing it, and they haven't done that enough. All right, so 5-3 Panthers, the final. The scoreboard for Advantage Trailer Rentals, your one-stop source for commercial trailer rentals. Visit AdvantageTrailerRentals.com. Flames lead Seattle 2-1 after one. Sharks and Canucks scoreless after the first. Kings lead Arizona 3-1 after two. Predators beat the Avalanche 4-3. Stars outscore the Rangers 6-3. Lightning tie it late and win it in overtime 5-4 against Boston. Halfway through the fourth quarter, Kansas City leading Philadelphia 17-14. We'll get to a couple more of your phone calls. You're listening to Heartland Ford, Overtime Open Line. Live Oilers Hockey is brought to you by the Butcher Shop at Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on the official voice of your Edmonton Oilers, 630 Chad. Yeah, Rob just reminded me during the commercial that Predators 4-3 win over the Avalanche. Nashville got two goals in the last... 38 seconds. They tied it and then they won it. So the uh, Avs were getting two points and then we're thinking, okay, we'll get at least one, maybe two in overtime. Predators take it. All right, uh, we'll get into a couple more calls here before the top of the hour news. We have Colin on the line. Colin, thanks a lot for giving us a buzz. Go ahead. Hey, thanks for taking my call. First time caller. Um, Love your guys' show. Um, You guys basically answered my question with accountability and everything there, but uh, with like with Connor and his post game and and Matthias, they're saying they need to keep keep the goals out of their own net. Yet I see this year with uh, Bouchard with a lot of soft plays, and I do understand he gets a lot of points, but it doesn't seem to be any accountability for the soft defensive plays. Can you guys touch base on that? And, Yeah, I mean, great point. And uh, Reed and I have talked about that a lot. Um, And we've pointed his plays out. It seems as though a lot of the time he's got, it's the biggest one. I think that if there's any player in the team that has a Jekyll and Hyde, uh, it it would be him. Oh, big time. His his offensive ability is second to none on the back end. Nobody can do what he does. He's got that shot. He, He sees the ice well. He moves the puck. 
but then he's got the the big blunders and on the goal where Ekholm hit the back Hyman it bounces back it all started because Evan Bouchard had the puck got pushed off the puck and it was taken away from him that's how the whole sequence started that created the broken stick which created eventually a goal here 100 percent uh the coaching staff, the last coaching staff, was asked about accountability with Evan Bouchard. This coaching staff was asked about accountability with Evan Bouchard. Uh, we will see going forward if that ever comes to fruition. Yeah, I mean, he played 20 minutes tonight. Three and a half of that was uh, on the power play. And like I always say, when you talk about the player, you have to talk about the whole player. Yep. You can't only focus on one side of it. He, he can be absolutely excellent with the puck on his stick. I mean, he's still trying to shoot on the power play. Um, but yeah, he's just, he's very frustrating because he doesn't appear to be playing desperate. Uh, there's a lot of different words for yep. it. Desperate, urgent, mm -hmm. intense or whatever. I mean, even that game against Tampa Bay, he shoots the puck to the open wink. Shouldn't have put the puck there, but okay. There's, as we were talking about, hundreds of bad decisions yep. in a game. Yep. Um, but then he, then he kind of almost carefully gets back instead of just sprinting back to his own. And same thing that he shouldn't have stepped up on that guy in the neutral zone. Mm -hmm. It was a two on three. Yep. Uh, well, it was a two on two with Leon back checking. He steps up on the guy. Now it's a two on one with Leon back checking. So it creates all that chaos that led to the, the Stenland goal. And again, Black he's back and he's sort of looping and looking for like, go knock somebody down. Yeah, or, no. or stand in front of your own net so if the puck gets there, you, you wipe the rebound away. Well, and that, I think that's what really um, upsets or, or gets the, the fans very frustrated is the, the, the first mistake will come, and then there's the lack of urgency to correct that mistake. For example, you see a Darnell Nurse, when he makes a mistake, he's diving in front of a shot to, to block with his hands, his face, whatever it takes. There's an urgency. Most players, when they make a big mistake, they're the one making the big defensive play afterwards because of the guilt. Uh, Evan Bouchard, there's still things he has to get better at defensively. All right. Uh, we'll quickly go to Alex on the Certainty Hotline as well. Alex, go ahead. Hi, guys. How are you doing? Good. You're, I think you're out of calls after tonight, buddy. Oh, no, I got two more left. Okay. <laughs> I, won't, I won't do a rant, though. You know, at least they're not giving up, but you're right. They are playing like dummies. I mean, I don't know. Should uh, the coach give them 20 uh, paper bats, uh, hockey for dummies? I'm not too sure, but Kane oh, definitely was a big dummy tonight. And, uh, you know, <laughs> but you know what? It could get worse. It could be 5-13-1 here in a few games from now. I, I don't know what to think, but... Uh, you know, they're not giving up, but they're playing like big dummies, I tell you. I really can't add anything, guys. You covered so well. I don't have anything original to say. I oh, that's okay, Alex. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, Talk thanks. Later. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't, know if I, I don't know if I'd use the word dummies, but there's a lot of ill-advised decisions. And, you, I mean, you said it a thousand times, Rob, and I always appreciate how you put it. Um you don't always have to just work harder, but you can work smarter. You can work more responsible. You can work, I don't know if safer is the right word, more prudently. Well, no, it's funny. You and I have watched a lot of games, and we've noticed that when the opposition has a 50-50 play, a defenseman, how they've decided to back out yeah. and say, all right, we're going to back out, and we're just going to let you bring it out with even numbers. And I think that's what the Oilers have to do a better job of, of understanding, okay, now is not the time to make that last stand. Let's back out and get ourselves in a better defensive position. Okay, next game broadcast is going to be on Wednesday. 
Oilers now at 2 o'clock. Face-off show at 3.30. Oilers at Hurricanes at 5, presented by the Butcher Shop at Friesen Brothers. Uh, we may have left one or two people on hold tonight. Call me during Inside Sports tomorrow night between 7 and 8. We'll get you then. Big thanks to Kellen Kennedy, our studio producer this evening. On behalf of Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. Thanks for listening to Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Oilers lose 5-3 at the Florida Panthers. Mm-hmm.